Hey everyone, you're listening to The Full Time Out. I'm your host, Christian Charisma. The defending champs returned to action last night, making their official return in regular season play, defeating the Los Angeles Lakers 107-92. They're now 47-18 and on the season, and they also extended their winning streak to five games. Here to help us break it all down is Stephen Lung, NBA editor for Sportsnet. Stephen, how fun has it been for you to see the Raps back on the court and even just the NBA as a whole be back on TV? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, you know, like it's been what, four and a half months, almost almost five months since the last time we saw any basketball being played, like uh, like the last time the Raptors played, um, like like going coming into like a Saturday night's game was I believe 145 days. And it's, it's just been it, like, like this, this restart, I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of depth that it could work. I was very skeptical about it, but it's been, it's been fantastic. You know, it almost feels like this is the NBA equivalent of March Madness in a way with how many games are on every single day. And it's, I mean, if you're, if you're an NBA fan, this, this is like Christmas, right? This is, this is like heaven. Right. I'm just watching the concept of just watching basketball in August is such a foreign and surreal feeling. I know we had a little bit of a taste of that, actually a big taste of that last summer, playing all the way deep into July or June. Um, LeBron referring to it as a AAU tournament. Um, I guess it's just really for any sports fan with the NHL coming back, NBA being here, all, all MLB on, it's, it's just, it's been heaven for, for sports fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like, um, unless unless you're an an NFL, you're exclusively an NFL fan, uh, which hasn't got started yet. A, there's really is something for everyone. Although obviously, the Major League Baseball seems to be in a little bit of trouble uh, with with them opting not to go with with the bubble model. But hopefully, you know, like as like I am also a baseball fan. Like, hopefully, uh, they they can get things sorted out and then they can finish their season as well. So returning back to the Raptors, Stephen, uh, they go on a 13-0 run to begin the game. Uh, Toronto was running on a lot of energy. I know there were a lot of question marks headed into the game, um, especially with the Lakers and and how well they played uh, against the Clippers. Um, fans were wondering, media were wondering how we'd stack up against Los Angeles and LeBron. Uh, and I think it really couldn't have gone any better. Um, again, with that 13-0 run, a lot of fun highlights, a lot of high moments. Um, but my favorite was when OG Ananobi uh, confidently took Anthony Davis into the paint and he flashed some of that, you know, dribbles and handles that he's been working on and, and went with that scoop layup for the score. Steven, how impressed have you been with OG since the Raptors have come back to play uh, and with his overall performance last night against the Lakers? Yeah, uh, OG was probably, to me, the, the most interesting storyline uh, heading into the official restart just because during the scrimmages, like, um, we, we saw that, uh, or I actually, I guess I should say, before the scrimmages, like, we had been hearing about uh, how OG had, had, like, tightened up his handle, and that was always something that, like, everyone identified as a key thing that he needed to, to work on to like, kind of take his game to another level. And then we saw we saw flashes of it during the scrimmages, and then it felt like everything came together against Los Angeles last night. Uh, I mean, like you, you mentioned, you mentioned that one-on-one kind of move he did against uh, like AD. I, I think he spun off him to, mm-hmm. for, for the scoop layup. 
Um, and the fact that the fact that he now can confidently put the ball on the floor and you know like make make one move, one or two moves, uh, it, it just adds a whole new dimension to his entire game, right? Because obviously he came into the league and kind of has lived up to that as like a kind of like above average three and D player. Right. Right. Since can put the ball on the floor and kind of create with the create off the dribble a little bit, right? Like, like, like he can, he can kind of kick out to, to open shooters when he gets in the lane or go and go straight to the rack for the finish. Right. Um, it's opened up everything for him. So, so all of a sudden when, when guys kind of close out to him, when, when the ball kicks out to him, um, they can't just close out to him, go all out and play for the shot. Right. You, you have to be a little, you have to be a little wary of him putting the ball on the floor and taking it to the hole w- with confidence now. And I believe like because of that, because that's now in the scouting report, um, his entire offensive game has, has just open up entirely like I mean we saw it last night eight of nine from the field 23 points uh, in in that a little exchange with LeBron right when he's kind of going shot for shot with him and he's open for three uh, there there are times when where I think in the past guys would just play him for the shot all out because they knew he was going to sh- they knew he was just going to take that three and that's that is what he ended up doing in those cases last night but it's now in the back of guys' minds where I was like, oh man, this guy could this guy could put the ball on the floor and he can get into the paint. So like like I don't know how to close on him properly. Like, I, I, I don't know I don't know what he's doing anymore. And I think this is like a, this is a huge development for the Raptors because uh, I think one of the biggest questions for them coming into this restart was like, yes, we know like Pascal is their number one scoring option. Lowry, uh, I mean, we saw what he did last night. Like, like he can be a, a dynamite scorer as well. But who is that third guy or, or, or maybe could be that second guy if one of those two first guys I just mentioned don't have it going? And it's, it seems like OG can now be thrown, like, like reliably into the mix as a very strong tertiary option along with the likes of like, Norm Powell or Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, exactly. Well said. I mean, with Kawhi's departure, there was such a gaping hole there at the three spot. And naturally, OG would be the obvious fit there. And for for him to kind of, again, implement even just a a little bit of creativity off the dribble uh, makes the Raptors offense exponentially better you you already touched on kyle lowry i think we 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 definitely have to dive a little bit more into uh what he brought to the table last night there was you know there's always been an endless amount of chatter Stephen, about Kawhi no longer being on the on the team and for those that have followed the team you know before Kawhi and then have stayed with the team after Kawhi you know we know what the the Raptors team have looked like in close games in in very difficult slow paced half court setting games uh you know the type of atmosphere that you'd find in the playoffs we we've seen the team kind of crumble in, in those scenarios and, and Kawhi really changed the game uh for a lot of us uh during last season's championship run and so when we were in similar moments last night it was Kyle who who kind of stepped up and carried the team. What stood out to you last night in, in regards to his performance? Oh, like that, as uh, to quote Nick Nurse from from last night, that was vintage Kyle, right? Um, I, I think I think people 
maybe forget that uh, when Kyle Lowry kind of first arrived in Toronto, and in particularly like uh, I believe it was his second season when they when they first uh, made the playoffs with him and this entire run of success with of the Raptors began, like like Lowry was the clutch shot maker for the team. Like 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 yes, like uh, Demar would be given opportunities to kind of win games, but. Lowry was more the reliable guy because remember uh, in that first playoff series, it was Kyle who was given the opportunity to drive to the hole and unfortunately got blocked by Paul Pierce. But he was the guy who the Raptors gave the ball to. And and like, remember, like this guy has been a a hell of a, a hell of a scorer for a very long time, and he took he kind of took a step back for the the sake of the team last season, but. He's back to just being Kyle Lowry, and he just seems to get better and better. On like like Father Time seems to defy him. <laughs> it, it feels like, and uh, and like we, we saw what you can do. We saw like the foldest repertoire of Kyle Lowry last night. You know, obviously taking charges, excellent defense, the the amazing uh, shot making. Like his three point stroke seems to get better every single season. And and like like those those signature like dives to to the the basket like 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 those those moments where it seems like he has the ball in his hand and he's saying screw you I'm just going to score I don't care if I'm the I'm the smallest guy on the on the floor here. Right now, a, a few more questions. Um, with all the positives that we took uh, from last night. Um, let's quickly talk about one of the areas for improvement uh, with the Raps. As great as the win was last night, the bench did struggle. And, and we know Nurse will, will go with a strict eight, maybe nine-man rotation, depending on um, you know, outside shooting, uh, struggles from various people you know, on the court. Um, but that trio last night of Powell, Serge Ibaka, and Terrence Davis, who saw a majority of the bench minutes, they struggled to get much going all night. Um, what did you see? So, yeah, I, I actually asked Nurse uh, last night about kind of um, what, like, like why he ran uh, such a tight rotation after it seems like one of the strengths of the Raptors would be the fact that like they have all these guys who can suddenly emerge in the rotation, you know, like, like a, a Chris Boucher, or a Hollis Jefferson, although it looked like he tweaked his ankle a little bit in the middle mm-hmm. of the game there, or a, uh, a Matt Thomas, right? Like, like you can go a little deeper than you may have at first expected. So I asked him why, why he didn't do that. And his response to me was, was pretty fair, right? Just like, like we're, we're just going to go with guys who we think have it that night. And uh, it, like, it makes sense. So, so like, I, I believe like the, the way the rotation was used last night is kind of the way a nurse and the coaching staff always envisioned the, the the rotation being being used in the first place, where you have this top seven group of guys that are going to get the lion's share of minutes, and because they've earned it, you know, like they're the veterans, they're they're the established core of the team, and then for a Davis uh, or a, a Hollis Jefferson or a Matt Thomas or a Chris Boucher, you, you know, like minutes are going to be a little harder to find. Like, like, like you're going to have to be on, on a real heater in in order to uh, kind of get more more playing time. So, in regards to your your question specifically, um, I mean, like, yeah, the, the bench the bench didn't have a great night, but at, at the same at the same time, like like the Raptors just have some have so much depth that uh, like, like within that top seven, that it, it doesn't really matter if, if, let's say, a Norm Powell can't get uncorked 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I don't think there's there's any cause for concern there right now. Right, exactly. Um, again, uh, just a great start to the Raptors' return to play. Um, I, I know they have the Heat up next tomorrow afternoon, a little bit of a, a, a Monday matinee. Um, what are some things, before we let you go, what are some things that Raptors fans should look out in preparation for their matchup with the Heat? Um, so, obviously, the attention, like people know about Jimmy Butler, people know about Bam Adebayo. But uh, like I, the, thing, the thing that's most interesting for me in that matchup will be how the Raptors defend uh, Duncan Robinson, the, the Heat sharpshooter. Um, like the the two man game between him and Bam is is one of the best in the entire NBA, and it'll be interesting to see how the Raptors, uh, like like this this great Raptors defense, defends the wrinkles in that because like like Robinson, uh, he's a great shooter. And if he gets hot, like they, they can just kind of ride him, and uh, and and like like he's he's usually the forgotten man just because he isn't as sexy in it. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, Stephen, thanks for joining me on the show, man. I I really appreciate it. Uh, Toronto take on the Heat tomorrow. Tip off will just be after 1:30 p.m. We'll once again break down the results from that here on the full timeout. Until then, I'm Christian Charisma, and thanks for listening.